In this episode, Laura and Kirby discuss equity issues in award ceremonies. They identify concerns and brainstorm ideas to create a more inclusive climate when recognizing student achievements as a community approach to the bigger picture as opposed to fostering a competitive environment in academics. Please remember that all the opinions you hear on our show, whether from our hosts or guests, are their own. They don't represent anyone else's views or endorsements. So listen in for fun and learning, or remember, it's all up to you how you use it. Thanks for tuning in and joining us on this adventure. Enjoy the show. Hello. All right. Today we're going to be talking about our award ceremonies inclusive. So there's been, I know over the last couple of years, a lot of criticism over things like the Emmys and the Oscars. And there's all these call outs happening about gender inequality, racial disparities over the nominations and over the winners. And there's so much more. But I think that recognition of getting a prestigious award is important for people to feel pride and accomplishment in their work. So abolishing award ceremonies to me isn't really a realistic solution to an issue. So we're talking about, you know, the local level, our kids and schools and ceremonies and sports. Like, how do we do this inclusively? I agree. I think that um, when you are putting together an assembly, an award show, a ceremony a sporting event that you, until you have the issues or you see them you you're not prepared for them instead of it being set up to be accessible before we um set people fail or before you see issues or before somebody with a wheelchair can't get to where they need to sit or where they're supposed to go or even into the building. I've seen schools have uh, assemblies where, you know, they're set it up in a place that there's stairs only to get to see the like main part of the assembly. You would have to use stairs. Well, what about for everyone that's not mobile or has a mobility issue? So I feel like um, award ceremonies, assemblies, all of the things, they're so behind. And now that the issues have been brought up, I still don't much of a huge change no there's it was yesterday morning i was just scrolling through social media and there was this article on reddit um it was about a single mom who was i guess ranting that the awards that they give out at school which were the good citizen awards are not achievable uh, not achievable for her child because she's not able to volunteer at school and her kid doesn't do anything extra outside of school at school because of her scheduling and the limitations there. And she felt that there was all this nepotism and that the everything was aligned against her and her situation and that it wasn't equitable for her child to be in the situation where they have to watch kids getting awards that they could never get, which makes me think about our kids. Could, could our kids ever get a good citizen award? I mean, are our kids good examples and role models all the time at school to get such an award. Is it achievable? Are there awards that are? I personally have not seen a good citizen award for, you know, what about just being a good student or you know, I feel like saying a good citizen, it that's a pretty high standard, especially for children in the elementary, middle school level. 
that's a tough concept to grasp. And yeah. if you don't, you know, you're comparing yourself. And at that age, you want to be what everybody else wants to be. So like, if for me, if there's not an award for, you know, you came and, you know, you did your best an effort award. Like, what about the kids that give their best effort? Where's their award? What award do we have for that? Well, there, well, I was researching this because I was curious about this topic. And there was all this research that said that specifically elementary age students are not, school's not a sport. And that it's basically turning it into this intense competition to be the best, which academically is not feasible for many. And it creates this whole inequitable playing ground that nobody signed up to participate in. But um, I'm not against, I'm not against ceremonies or awards in general, because I think it's important to recognize all these unique contributions that kids make, but I think that it needs to be fair in that you need to recognize the school as a community and what each student contributes to that community. And I think every student in a community contributes something unique. And if we're only looking at one thing, like an academic thing or behavior, which is my least favorite thing to look at, because it's such an ambiguous term that excludes people that it's, we need to recognize the unique values. I don't think I'm not into everyone gets a trophy necessarily, but recognizing the individual contributions of students. And when you start using the word best, I don't know, it brings me to my, and you're going to know this as an advocate. It brings me to that. What words are banned at IEP meetings, right? Best. You can't ever say, this is what's best for my kid. Best best is why my husband can't come to IEP meetings because he likes to start using that word and I'm kicking him under the table. Like, you don't say best at an IEP meeting. Stop it. Um, you say but, appropriate. <laughs> but if I can't use, so I can't use that word, right? When we're talking about special needs and whatnot. Okay, can't use the best and we shouldn't be using it at an award ceremony either because if education is not about the best or you're not entitled to the best, we shouldn't be. I think it's, we need to, instead of saying best student, student of the month is that's achievable. Like that could be, it's not other students that see, Oh, they're the best. I'm the worst. Cause that's what my daughter is very black and white. They're the best. I'm the worst. And I'm like, why do you jump to you're the worst? You're not the worst. But when they're, because they see such a clear label on the best and what child do you know that does not want to be the best? I'm, I have two very competitive little boys that want to be the best. Even when I say to my one one son versus the other, I'll be like, oh, you're where's my boy? Or that the other one will say that I'm your boy, you know, because it's a everything is made into a competition. And I get that, you know, sports and outside things, there may be those types of competitions of first, second, third place. But I think in the education realm and at schools the labeling of somebody being best or better is just not I think it's just not inclusive number one number two it's creates that like you said a very competitive environment for our kids and it also could be really harmful to their self-esteem because let's just be honest Jaden isn't gonna get a best citizen award 
Yeah, um, he might have gotten a best citizen world at his like rainbow unicorn school in Carlsbad. That was like the best. It's the best school in the world. They they probably don't have a good. They maybe have like I'm sure they have like monthly awards, but I'm I, I should research what they call them because I am sure that they include everyone because I have seen special education students up there receiving their awards so however I see the only place I've ever seen that in 10 years so I was looking last night at just for elementary schools and middle schools like I was researching what awards can you give out and everything had those connotations in them it was best or most or they just all had those words and I'm like, well, I don't know. What is the difference between you getting an amazing artist award? Is that more inclusive than most artistic? Like, how well, different are they? Artists. How achievable are they? What's the criteria? So I'm, I'm like, and isn't art interpretable? Like, so yeah. Like, who are you to who's who's judging this? <laughs> right? Who who says this is the best? But I think you can say you're an amazing artist, not most artistic. I'm just trying to think like what award would you want to give your child? Like what do they what do they bring to the table at school? Because I know my kid, I mean, my kid, amazing artist, would definitely be something achievable for her. I would say amazing counter or amazing participant in PE, amazing friend, amazing, you know kind just being a kind person award i mean there's so many different things that these kids contribute they teach you know patience you know how hard it is for them to be patient so if they have a month where they go and they've like had this iep goal to sit wait and they achieve that why should we not be recognizing that monthly with everybody else being a great citizen and a student of the the best student the best artist the best athlete like even my um when my son was in kindergarten he they had this uh running laps thing so it was like a conversation of how many laps she ran that child did not stop running from the second they told him to go i mean it was like and i was like trying to get my husband like you gotta give him some water or something like (laughs) and the kindergartners only went for 30 minutes and I was happy because if he they had to go for a full hour he would have not stopped running because he's just had wanted to be the best and that the word best I mean he was in full-on running the Olympics mode like I was like whoa and it just flipped that switch and it wasn't no longer we're fundraising and we're earning money and working towards being healthy for our bodies, which it's the, the actual event was for. He cared about <laughs> being the running the most laps. So he got the best running award for the best runner in kindergarten. That's wow. what he cared about. See, that's interesting because I know when I was doing my research on this, I also found I was like trying to find an example of somebody that did this well. And like we're talking about finding unique things about each kid. There was this one piece where, and I remember this story when I when it came up from a few years ago, where they gave every single kid a customized award. It was like a it was like a kindergarten graduation, I want to say, 
And this one boy who had autism and ADHD got the most annoying student award. (gasps) And I'm trying to find ways to recognize or talk about inclusion without, because obviously they were instructed to give one to everybody that was custom for their talents. And I guess somebody thought that condescendingly they could get away with that. That's hers hurtful. It is, right? It's, that's that's like not the right direction to go. Like when you're saying you want to recognize what everyone brings, most annoying was was really rough. And I'm I've been trying to think hard and they could have used so many different things. Most persistent. Like I like I could think of like ten other words that could have been spun, even if that's the way they felt to make it positive. Most persistent, most eager. There are so many, like, what made him annoying? Like, what made you decide that? Instead of being negative, how could you have flipped that to something that's positive? Because my son is loud sometimes, and it drives me sometimes just bonkers. (laughs) Imagine the loudest eater. (laughs) You don't do that. You don't do that. Right. But I wouldn't (laughs) say you are the most annoying, even though I may be thinking about that. I will say to him, like your music today or your music voice is beautiful. However, can we turn it down? Or like, there's just a, I don't understand what would possess a teacher to give a child that award. Me either. But what really inspired me thinking about this is that show I told you to watch, The Yellow Jackets, which for anyone that hasn't seen it, I'm like obsessed with the show. It's, it's basically about a, a, it's a girls soccer team in the 90s. They're in high school. They get into a plane crash on their way to nationals and they get stranded in remote Canada for 19 months. But somewhere in there, you see scenes from their, their team captain is Jackie, the character Jackie. And one day the coach says to her, do you know why I made you the captain? Because it's obvious when you're watching the show, she's not the best player. She's not the superstar of the team. She's... It seems average at best. She doesn't seem to play a certain... I'm not a soccer person, so I don't know. She doesn't seem to play a certain position well. But she's pretty and smart. And they said that the reason that you're the captain is that the one trait that sets you apart is that you bring people together. And it just made me think like, okay, so she's the captain of a sports team because she brings people together, not because she's good at soccer. And it's just, I don't know, it was like a, a two-second scene in, in a TV show that kind of hit me. And yeah, but totally you know, she's good it. at <laughs> facilitating the team. You can't, I, I'm a soccer mom, and I'll tell you, you can't have a great team if everybody wants to be the star. You can't have a great team if you guys don't, they don't play together. Um, so it took a really long time. Like, my son actually... I don't know how this happened, Laura, but he's like this soccer stud. I don't even know how this happened. I put him in the like, you know, cute little soccer. And the next thing I know, we're like in the state cup. He's being recruited. Whole, Whole bag of worms I didn't expect. But even with, you know, them seeking him out athletically, if they didn't play as a team, I mean, it was like, what are they doing out there? Everyone's just playing their own little game. So I could see the value in, yes, not being the best, but be, being able to bring a team together. And I think that those things are far more valuable than an athletic talent. Because 
a lot of people that I know that are very talented in either athletics, music, or art, they're not the most social and they're not the most friendly. So to have someone else that maybe not be the best, but is, you know, she's still good or whatever you want to call them, they still have something that they're great at. And I think acknowledging that people all contribute to the world is super important. Yeah. And if you, if you were to take that and spin it to, I guess, school, how do you, like, how could that be put into things? Because I mean, there are people that bring people together. There are, and there are other types of categories that could be created that are like that. Yeah. Like I, I think about that for myself all the time, you know, when I always think about, I always have to tell, cause my, my kids don't win awards. It's, it's just what it is. And, um, I always try to think like, well, guys, you guys are the best. Like what value do you bring? I don't know. My daughter has taught me more about life than I've ever learned from anything else. Like it has taught me a lot of empathy to be her mother. It's made me a better person. And I owe a lot of, I owe a lot to her. My students owe a lot to her for the person I've become since having her. So I think about what does that translate to? And I feel she does impact and change people even at school. I know that like I've, I've seen after school events, how the kids are with her. They know, they definitely know, and they definitely go out of their way to be kind to her and to help her and to do things for her. And there's something to be said for that. There is like, if I had to choose an award for both my kids, like for my seven-year-old, the word that I would choose for him is like the proudest brother. He is so proud of it. Like, and he has a brother with severe special needs and we'll, I'll be picking him up and he's outside my car holding the door open. If his brother's not already brought to me, but you, so like, it's rare that we're waiting on him, but the days that we are, where he is out there out of my car saying hi bye to all his friends i'm waiting for my brother bye i gotta get my brother my brother's coming he comes out of that door and um then his teacher called me one day and was just crying her eyes out and saying that Jaden was outside at the same time jackson was outside and before she knew it like and even before like Jaden's team really even knew it Jackson had taken Jaden and brought him over and was like this is my brother and he doesn't Aww. talk like we talk but he's really smart and they he was playing with them the aide stayed over with the second graders and he brought them and Jackson has a million talents but that's what I would want him to be recognized for for being kind for being inclusive for I don't you know I care that he does great in school but I don't care that he gets a good best math award or best at English award or best at you know attendance award I don't care about those small things where I care about the things that are really important and that I'm sure that's because of Jaden I know that having a son with a disability changed the way I see things too that's amazing that's so sweet it is and like and I think for like Jaden, I would put the, you know, this, you know, the smile world. He always has a smile on his face 
And people always ask me what happens when he tantrums or he gets very upset. And I'm like, he cries. Like, you really hurt his feelings. Like, he is this sweet-natured little boy. <laughs> and if you hurt his feelings, he doesn't get, like, he has sensory aggression where he just can't control his body. But he doesn't get where he's going to smack you. He's really genuinely hurt or he doesn't understand, so he cries. And for him, he has always lives his life with a smile on his face. Even this morning, he had a seizure. He slept half the day. He woke up um, a few minutes ago. Happy as can be. Like, that didn't even happen with a smile on his face. And he's just a joy. So I think, like, you can recognize so many things. You, you know, he always has a smile on his face. He can get a smile award. There's so many different things that you can recognize these all kids for there is and i think it goes beyond i mean an attendance award that's to me it's just the dumbest thing ever especially I feel like that's a parent they that's the pressure for they put on the parent post covid too it's like really <laughs> the attendance award good for you you didn't you got through the year without having a quarantine <laughs> like, right our test and wait like, uh, <laughs> i don't i don't really see i just don't see value in that because then it's like what are you gonna make kids feel bad who got sick who one kid got cancer and they couldn't get the attendance. I don't know. Yeah, is, all right. Is, or um, you you have a really crappy immune system compared to other people. So you yeah, I don't know. you're it's never not, a contender in that race. I've become such a pusher for I've just for equity and it's been so enlightening to learn so much about just all these different situations and all these different things. I know recently back in the spring I was watching I was watching the video of an award ceremony that took place just i don't know why i don't even know why i was watching this video and i knew that that district was like 45 percent black and hispanic and when i'm watching the awards i'm watching the same kids over and over again getting awards in different subjects and different things and i'm just watching it and i'm like where's the representation there it doesn't represent their demographics it was a lot of white kids and I hate to be that person to call it out, but it it kind of like just visually watching it. That's the only thing I notice, right? And I'm also at the same time going, I wonder how many of those kids are classified. How? What's the criteria for these awards? And I'm gonna tell you, my our kid did really well last year, like all A's had the high one of the highest grades in the class and he asked me why he how do I get that award why can't I get it and I'm looking at the criteria and I'm like I don't know I honestly there's this like whole piece about teacher choosing kids they like and I'm like oh I don't know it didn't sit well with me and it still doesn't and I'm still and then I start questioning of course I'm the one that starts questioning the criteria and people get defensive about that they're like, oh, it's not everybody gets an award. And I'm like, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that the awards are not representative of the community fairly and equally. I'm calling it out. And it was not well received. Well, yeah, I think that <laughs> they, they don't like that criticism. I, But it's very that, true. I have a, I meet when I met Jeremy, he had a daughter from a previous relationship. So when she came into my life, I got a big lesson on things I never, because I'm half Hispanic, 
half white. My dad was 100% Puerto Rican. And my mom is just like a mix of things from Italian to Irish. But my stepdaughter is half black and half um my husband is a Canadian Native American. So half, you know, she's very mixed. But if you look at her, she looks black or she looks clearly mixed race. So I was able to see a whole bunch of things I never even noticed before because she came into our life, my life, our life. <laughs> she was already in his life. But into my life where you really got to see that you're not, it's not an equal playing field. And that it's really unfortunate that it's not an equal playing field. And then when you question the playing field, there you everybody's so defensive. Mm-hmm. And it's just like I'm just asking a few questions. I just wanted to know how she could, you know, participate in this because you know we signed her up. We all live in this area. She's also a military dependent, and. You know, there were some doors that I really had to fight to open for her, which I didn't feel like I should have. And I felt like with my boys, there wasn't even a discussion. They were like, immediately they asked me, am I her biological mother all the time? And I would say, why does that matter whose biological child this is? She's my daughter and I'm here and I am the parent that's with her right now. What does our blood relation status matters to any of this it it's insane i i all i did was ask questions it wasn't even that i wasn't like fresh about it i'm like you know how were these decisions made and it wasn't because i thought he had to have one i was just it just brought attention when when your kid comes home and says hey a girl that got a b got the award and i had a hundred why did the girl that got the b get the the award and and it, i'm like good question i'd like to know that too like that's a great right and especially point. when they're making these awards the best the greatest the yeah if it's the about, most if it's you're about giving academics, it such prestige yeah. you're not putting it at a level where it would be understandable that somebody that gotta be would get it because you're labeling it the best whatever award where in a kid's mind you're like well technically my grade was better so how are they the best because that's where they go when you start putting out those kinds of labels attached to these awards well they compare themselves and he tries hard he's a really good student i'll give him he really is and he he's a really good student and it's a good point and it's it, it just in the last year i've really thought a lot about how to be equitable and how to promote inclusion because I think that for when it comes to recognition, there should be categories that apply to everyone. Like it, you sh- even the special ed kids shouldn't be excluded from these prestigious awards. There should be categories. Okay, to be fair, they don't all have to be academic categories. There could no. be other categories. It's just not. I just think it creates a, an environment that's not good. Especially, I don't like to see the same kids. Th- there was like one kid that got like five of them, and I'm like, are you kidding? Why? I that reminds me of my husband. My husband is like because he's military. He has been military was military for 20 years before he retired. But that is how they graded you by what medals you wore, by what so any and every medal or pin or extra thing he could try to get or do, 
he was doing it because it was like that is what showed them his value versus like not all the times he deployed, not all the contributions he made with his time, volunteering, all the other stuff that he did that was great. Not that he, you know, led a whole clinic or, you know, put out the best training numbers. And those things, they only cared about, like, what little, uh, what do they call it, chest jewelry you had, like, uh, jacket accessories yeah. that you wore. and that just goes back to that old way of thinking where why can't we have an award for the kid that you know overcame a fear or overcame adversity or overcame a hard year there's just so many different things we could recognize and we don't have to make the label the best the most what's just funny because i I think there's also this false perception of which kids are going because everyone wants to help those kids who are the best kids get to, you know, get into the best colleges and the best this by having all this stuff on their resume, all these awards, all these things. But the, all the people that I meet lately that I talk to who are super successful and the the most successful were not those kids in school. They were, they were, they just weren't like the kids who were at the top of my class when I was in school. (laughs) They didn't have that super amazing career that everyone. Oh, I know. They get, they were remember, like the awards in high school, like the most likely to succeed. Like we should pull those out and look up those people today because well, yeah, I, there's, there's nothing wrong. Also, with people can do whatever they want. Like I don't judge anybody's life, but I think there's just this expectation when you give. Well, let's give the same kid 15 awards so she can get into Harvard. Well, is she going to go? Is she going to succeed? Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, where are we going with this? Right. And if she doesn't, what a pressure are you putting on that kid? Like, it's not only damaging the other kids. Like, imagine the pressure of, I have all these awards now. These expectations are here. And I need to go and perform and be the best student at Harvard. Otherwise, you know, my whole world's going to crumble because I have... I depend on this recognition in these awards. It is. I think it, it goes back to, for me in my head, I always, I always complain about, I hate, 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 hate. I can just keep saying the word to hate um, those clip charts where it's public in the whole class and everyone can see your face on your little thing. And I feel that the kids that are always in the green, always on the good, they don't need that. They do not need there, the there is, they do not need that at all. They're always, that's who they are as a person. They're always going to be in the green. That's just who they are. You've also created this pressure that they could never be in the yellow, which is a whole other psychological, psychologically damaging thing to me. But then there's kids like mine or kids who have disabilities and stuff who are behavioral, who could never be in the green all the time. And then all you've done is make them feel bad because all their, all their peers know it. And I don't know, I just, I think it it's such a negative, it creates a negative environment. I don't like it, but I feel like awards can do that too. If yes. they're not done thoughtfully <laughs> and well, like what I'm trying to think of, like, what would be, if we were having our own award ceremony on yes day, like, what would we be giving out? I think we could give, there, we could give so many awards out. Oh my God. Uh, sibling awards. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Especially a great siblings are my heroes. Like they, yeah, are- a great sibling award, a great helper award, a great 
smile award a great listening award i mean there's so many things that we could praise our kids for that maybe are not as traditional they're not the best mathematicians they're not the best yeah. you know they didn't write the best essay but you know what they came and they were so helpful they distributed the pencils they came and they showed up and i think yeah, that's handy important. helper like different were, there's just different things right there's um, they put in effort the best effort not, not i saw some when I started looking at for like special ed kids what there could be and I saw one that said most improved behavior or good behavior award and I'm like oh no like I just it was a hard no for me because I'm like ambiguous you know exclusive I don't know like okay Johnny is having less tantrums at school I guess that's where it's celebrating of course but like that's a private celebration that's not for the whole school to know Right. I, I don't I just don't know. The behavior ones. I don't, I don't think know. behavior should be something that is awarded or not awarded, especially when it's you're not on a play, level playing field because if you have a disability or you have ADHD or you have which is a disability, but you, anything, there's so many th- things that go into behavior that are things that sometimes the kid can't control right at that moment. But what did they do after? What did they do the next day? Did they cope? Did they? So I just feel like that should be off the table. Like, why is that even on the table? I feel like even if you're saying like the most improved, like, okay, so they weren't good enough before they needed a big improvement. I don't like that one. I don't know. I, I saw that. I didn't like it either. And I know there's positive intent but I've just learned so much in the last couple of years about the way that we receive and give messages and just the decoding part is just not always what we want it to be. Right. I would just like to see more, just more things of just making a community. Cause I think, especially for the elementary kids, the point is to make them feel part of the community and make their contributions to that community feel important. And I, I'm not saying just hand everybody a generic, thing because that's not it but call out each kid for what they bring to the table they all bring something they all do you know some kids are really funny like my seven-year-old is hilarious he like is very uh does a lot of jokes and things like that you know you can have a great humor award you know there's just a lot of things that could be acknowledged as positives that are sometimes even seen as negatives and that brings the kids self-esteem down. Yeah. The goal would be to bring it up. Right. For sure. There's even peer, you know, peer helpers, kids, kids help each other all the time too. And in a non-planned or just like unintentional way. Oh, they do. My daughter learns so much from other kids and I think other kids learn so much from her. She likes to share. She always thinks that she's got her YouTube subscribers. I know. She likes to explain them how to do things. But then people tell me, hey, you helped my kid go get blood work because they saw Allie do it. I know. She was telling me all about an ultrasound the other day, how to do it, yeah. you know, that it's not scary. I was like, good. Act. Like she explained it so well. Yeah, exactly. If I, I said, I said I'm going to save moment. this for Jackson because he's scared of everything. <laughs> yeah, it's there's a lot. There's a lot out there that could be done. And I just. 
I think it's important to acknowledge. I mean, every single school or every environment is different. Just to acknowledge who your audience is and gearing these awards to that specific audience. Yes. And how and to not, make and not and just truly being inclusive. That taking off the ex, you know, excluding people based on anything should not be happening. So I feel like if we just were a bit more positive and really thought about what these kids truly do bring to our community and our in our schools, especially at the very elementary level, then this will be a habit that they grow with. It will not be something that is weird and foreign. It will be odd when they get to middle school and they're like, somebody gets the best math award. And those things should be what's not normal. Yeah. So I think, I mean, I would never get the best math award. Ever. Me neither. <laughs> I had to take statistics like six times in college because <laughs> it was uh, the, I was required for my uh, pre-law degree and I was like I cannot every time I dropped it so many times <laughs> like, I literally I avoided it. math at every call like every corner I somehow got through without needing a lot same same but that it's... statistics course did me in and I could never get a best math award I could get taken math the most times award but <laughs> yeah I could write a book on not doing math like that deserves an award. Right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But, yeah, that was just something I thought was worth talking about and thinking about. Because I really yeah. want to move forward in this world and just making sure we're thinking about these things. I do. And I think that in necessarily if we're not talking about it, people are not thinking about it because... I don't think that it's an intentional snub to be. No, inclusive. it's not at all. I think that it's just something that is just such a pattern. And it's just part of the way that things have been done for so long. That change is hard and change is not the easiest. But I think it's something that is slowly changing and evolving. And I think that just a more positive spin and just immediately taking off of anybody for any award would be a good start of the process. Definitely would. I think, you know, the goal in mind, I know I'm always studying for work, things like, like intrinsic motivation. So I'm always trying to figure that out. And I, I just find that we're trying to motivate, not demotivate. So it's just so important to think about how you can use these types of situations to improve morale and to be to make every student feel important in their in their way with their contributions because yeah, who wants to go to school or work every day and feel like they suck like if you're going to a work a job every day that you don't like or that you just feel like you're not good at how successful are you going to be? How great of an effort are you going to put in? I think that it really sets up the mentality for success or failure too. It does. And these, again, these are things I never thought about until I had kids who are amazing kids who come home feeling bad and it's not intentional. And I know it's not intentional, but until you have one of those kids that comes home and they feel bad about themselves, 
and they're less motivated because of it, you don't think about it. It's just not something that you ever. It's and the parents who have the kids who win all the awards, they don't think about it. all the plays like you don't get it. You don't. And it's not nothing against those kids. All those kids are amazing and deserve to be celebrated. But all so, kids deserve to be celebrated in their own unique way as well. Right. And they're all amazing in their own way. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Yes Day Inclusion. To leave us a voice message, please use the provided link because we'd love to hear from you.